Hi, and welcome to the WhoCast, a podcast where we explore the unexpected ways that brands are using social for their business. I'm Emily. And I'm Liam. In this episode, we're talking about how to grow your social following, according to Instagram influencers. Instagram influencers are powerful and savvy social media users that have built crazy popular social media accounts, all while being authentic and true to their fan base. They are adored by their followers in a way that most brands can only dream of. So what's their secret? How do they do it? And what are brands missing? We have three influencers from one of the most beloved and inspiring Instagram communities, the plant-based food industry. Chatting with us today are Lauren Toyota, YouTube celebrity and best-selling author of the cookbook, Vegan Comfort Classics. Leah Lucas, marketing director for Virtuous Pie, a popular vegan restaurant with multiple locations in the US and Canada. And Steph Yu, Instagram foodie, YouTuber, vlogger, and podcaster. So today you'll find out how to win the hearts of your social following and grow your brand. Lauren Toyota is a best-selling vegan author and a social media sensation. You've probably seen her Hot For Food show on YouTube, which has over 25 million views since it started in 2015. Her Instagram has over 300,000 followers. So how did she get there? Well, when I decided I was going to go vegan and I started transitioning and eliminating each sort of animal product at a time, I did start Hot For Food blog wordpress.com. I just made a WordPress blog and I started documenting the transition and sort of what stuff I was reading and what I was learning. So it was more just like a personal blog. But I quickly kind of tapped into a community and I saw, oh, there is a community out there of food bloggers and foodies and people talking about this stuff. And it's sort of interesting. So I thought this could be a career in future, but I don't know. At the time, I was really just looking at it like a hobby because I was super set on still staying in entertainment television. Nice. So what were some of your strategies to find that community on social media? When I first started, I, I recognized that hashtagging was a thing and that if I used hashtag vegans of Instagram or what vegans eat, there was a few popular ones, I just started getting followers. I just would put these hashtags in the description and I posted consistently like every day or every other day and I commented on everyone that left a comment. I'd always reply to people and it's just the those are just the simple things I did. And I just, I think consistency really is a thing. When I started YouTube and everyone said, you should just post the same time every week, the same day, I didn't believe them. I thought, no, no, I just want to do the content when I want to do it. But consistency is like the key thing. Just have to be on the platform posting and giving people stuff because they expect it. So then once they follow you and they're, they're following Hot For Food on Instagram, they want to see a new piece of food porn every day. And I knew that and I stayed on the platform and I did that and then I engaged like I didn't ignore people I I replied real ways like real conversational ways not just like cool you know yeah totally so what you're saying is posting consistently is a great way to grow your following that if you're trying to build a brand I mean I think it's you can treat Instagram as a personal platform and not worry about building a personal brand like I think everyone's getting a bit carried away with like everyone's a personal brand it's like not everyone is like I am so I do focus both my platforms specifically but I do think the hashtagging thing like that was how I found the vegans of Instagram and other people who had bigger accounts than me I just saw vegans of Instagram or vegan food porn and then the more I clicked on that stuff I would find people who are more popular than me and follow them and like their photos and I never to be honest it was never my 
focus or goal to become popular on Instagram. Obviously, I, that's what you kind of want, but it was always a background goal. So it was really message first and followers second. Yeah, like you can't be like, get more followers, get more followers, and like look, become desperate on the platform, like trying to find followers. Now that I have a popular account, I see those people doing that, and I never tried to do that. I just tried to sort of organically observe what other people were doing. So I would look at the bigger accounts and observe what they were doing, the hashtagging or like the types of descriptions they were writing or whatever. And I wouldn't copy them, but I would just like have an understanding of like what are people doing on this platform. What sets popular accounts apart from the rest is that they actually sound different. Lauren observed techniques from other influencers she admired, but she didn't copy them. She found her own unique angle that fit her personality and style. You can't just go blatantly copy what someone else is doing. It's not going to work for you. And if you're too focused on the followers and the number, it's also not going to work for you. It all just at the end of the day has to come down to like, who are you and what do you want to say and what can you share and what can you offer? And just like staying true to that every single time you post, which I think starts getting lost along the way, especially now that our whole world is about this. It's almost easy to see like where the genuineness is and where it isn't. It may appear like, well, there's already so many vegan accounts. Why would I do it? I'm not discouraging you at all. Like, Just be clear about what you're adding value to as opposed to just looking at everyone else and then mimicking it to gain followers. So it sounds like from what you're saying, you would find the whole follow for follow mentality a little bit gimmicky and a bit of a bad place to start. I n- I've never done follow for follow and no one's ever really no one's ever done it for me. But because I posted good content and I made sure my photos were clear and nice and colorful and bright and focused, um, people would share my photos. So those like there's those community pages like vegans of Instagram or like um, vegan food porn, like the generic and they just regram everyone's photos. That's not the best way to like market yourself, but it was helpful early on when people started sharing my photos. It was helpful to gain followers. And I didn't ask for that. I didn't seek that out. They just found me because I hashtag my photos properly and I created great content. Influencer marketing is a big thing uh, nowadays. And I'm sure that you are approached by a lot of brands for cross-promotion purposes. How do you choose what brands to work with? Um, I think the set of values are quite um, not unconscious, but I don't go through a checklist. It's always like this gut feelings like, yeah, I already like that brand or it's often happened. That brand is big and perhaps owned by a company that not all the vegan community stands behind. So I go through a discerning thing like, would it be smart to partner with them, not just for money, like would it be smart to partner with them for the big picture of what I want to achieve, making more people vegan? Do I care that the vegan community, half the vegan community might not agree with my values? And like that type of thing. I don't always say no based on what other vegans are going to say. That plays into my decision making sometimes, but ultimately I have to remember my big picture. Can you tell us a bit about that mission? Like where did it start? Um, Where did it come from? It came from an organic, real place of, I love vegan food. I want to share it. I want people to be encouraged and motivated to adopt habits like this. And so how can I do that? So I think you just have to come back to your personal mission and passion um, and line up with that and not worry about all this other stuff. Because all that other stuff will come if what you're doing is true and honest. To produce exceptional content like Lauren does, it takes time. She found her community using the right hashtags and built an audience by publishing consistently so her followers always knew when to expect her content. Over the years, she has partnered with people and brands that help her reach her goal of making more people vegan. 
Leah Lucas is the director of marketing at Virtuous Pie, a popular vegan restaurant that draws in foodies from all over the world. It was voted Restaurant of the Year by Veg News Magazine. Virtuous Pie has grown their brand from the ground up using social media. In just a few short years, they've gained over 20,000 followers on Instagram and expanded their restaurant to multiple locations. Virtuous Pie is 100% plant-based, focused on pizza and ice cream. We make everything in-house uh, from all of our cheeses, our, our three-day pizza dough, our, our small batch ice cream as well. Nice. And you've been expanding. Yeah. So we have uh, our first location was in Vancouver in Chinatown. We then opened in Portland, Oregon, and we just opened our second Vancouver location out at UBC in Westbrook Village. You have a large following on social media, Virtuous Pie does, and it's clearly very ingrained in your brand. Can you talk a little bit about what the role of social media has been? It's been absolutely essential to to our success and, and where we are today. I think Instagram has been probably the key key channel that we use and that we find our customers want to engage with us. It's been the best way to reach customers, both you know potential new customers, existing customers, and uh, also just such a fun platform to play on and, and express the brand and yeah show people who we are. What are some things for Virtuous Pie? that have really helped you engage your audience and grow your following? For me, right away, I really wanted to have a strong visual identity. And so investing a lot of time in figuring out what do we want to look like and being really creative, but always being true to to the brand and to that to that visual identity. So I think that's essential. I think when it comes to content as well, trying to create really unique content and and you know giving your community a sense of like the behind the scenes. I think people really enjoy seeing the evolution of our new spaces and and how that evolves and then, you know, after being able to experience it themselves. I think that's really cool. Leveraging your community as well. That's huge, and that's been a really important thing, especially as we've grown, is really getting to know our community and celebrating them and and our customers through user-generated content. One of the things that makes Virtuous Pie so successful on Instagram is their user-generated content strategy. Every day, customers take beautiful photos of their food and products and tag Virtuous Pie's Instagram account. We asked Leah how brands can encourage high-quality user-generated content from their customers. I think getting people to take an image in your in your space is there's a few different elements. I think it starts from the build out and the the space itself. I think now again you always have to say you always have to ask yourself like is this instagrammable? So when we approach the design, we do think about, you know, lighting or what are what are the table materials that we're using? Is it going to complement the food, plating as well? One of the things that I believe has become absolutely signature to our brand is the pizza board that we use. And we actually worked with a local Vancouver friend of mine, Pat, who created those for us. I think it's important to also showcase through your own imagery how people could photograph your food and give them that inspiration. Um, and then once the photos, you know, once we, we if, we, if you are lucky to get that user-generated content, celebrating it because... It's a power. It's such a powerful thing, and I think people want to be again. People want to be feel connected and feel part of what you're doing. It's like it's a form of review, right? It speaks yeah. for itself, and and I think also, you know, if 
if you're a new restaurant or you don't have as much resources to do a lot of photography, it's a great way to get great content on on your channels. What are some steps a brand could take to help them realize their own visual identity? Again, if you have the resources to put towards some high quality images, I think that is important. If not, thinking ahead what kind of content you want to create from a visual point of view, if you're thinking about Instagram and the feed, thinking about your color palette, your filters, how you want to kind of create a consistent brand image. I think the storytelling element is is huge and you know celebrating your unique brand culture again that goes down to sort of transparency and people wanting to feel connected and and understand you as a brand for more than just the food or what what your product might be i think people are really interested in the whole lifestyle element of what a brand is and what it means As Leah reminds us, Instagram visuals are so much more than the photo that you take. It's the restaurant that you build, it's the plates that you serve the food on, the events you run, and the lifestyles you promote. All of these elements of your brand are captured by your customers and fans and shared on social media. Steph Yu started her vegan blog, Happy and Healthy 96, at a young age, shortly after she left university. We asked how she got started on social media. Uh, I think it was when I left UBC that I started my YouTube because I had more time. Or I started it, I started it before, but I didn't really commit to it. But it's when I left university that I, and when I was traveling and travel blogging and all of that, that's when I really I think committed to being a social media blogger. So being on Instagram and taking high quality photos, not just like with my iPod Touch, <laughs> um, and filming videos more regularly. You've built up quite a big following in a short period of time. You have over 200,000 followers on Instagram and over 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Do you have any tips for how you engage with an audience of that size? The biggest, I guess, tip or thing that I do when I'm trying to engage with people is I try to not think that I'm engaging with them, if that makes sense. If I start thinking that, like, I'm talking to 200,000 people, like, nothing good is going to come from that. So I just think, like, I'm I'm just sharing my thoughts. And for me, it's always just been about being honest about what I'm going through and sharing my story, sharing my message, sharing my struggles, sharing my ups and downs. I know for other people, just like focused on food or it's more focused on makeup or whatever it is. So I guess just finding what comes naturally to you. For me, naturally, I'm not this crazy food recipe developer. I'm not, um, obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not wearing any makeup. I'm not a fashion blogger either, but I do like to talk and I do love using words to communicate how I feel and my thoughts. What are some simple ways that people can build a visual identity on Instagram? I think it was around the third year that I started using Instagram that I started editing my photos. Mm -hmm. And when you edit your photos, you start to see really quickly what your aesthetic is as well, right? You know, some people like the really, for food blogging especially, some people really like the the darker, you know, um, Mm -hmm. tones of like almost like a gray cement stone backdrop or flat lay and then like the food on top and some people really like the really bright white background so you just have to find I guess what your eye is more compelled to and drawn to and I think that it's much more sustainable when you focus on what you are naturally drawn to rather than what other people want to see that way it's just more natural for you to create but that's just my personal experience. Do you think it's harder to be authentic on Instagram if you have a super curated feed? In my perspective it's really like, if I think that my feed looks nice, then I'm more compelled to want to keep posting on it. For me, at least. I'm not one of those people that's just like, eh, I'm just going to post, like, it's like a joke account and mm-hmm. people still love it. 
that's not that's not my take on it. Um, so for me to keep me interested in it and to keep me wanting to post, I want it to look nice. And now I've come to the realization that for me personally, that's not a bad thing. It's not an inauthentic or like shallow thing to care about what your feed looks like. You know, it's like you said, it's a visual thing and it draws people in. And when those people are drawn in through just like some pretty food pictures, then I can, you know, I can, I can actually share the message that I'm more passionate about, which is, you know, this holistic, healthy approach to living and loving yourself and others. What advice would you give to someone who might be entering into a highly saturated market on Instagram or social media in general? There's a really cool distinction that someone made to me um, about being original. So a lot of us are really worried about being original, and it's really hard to find an area in life that hasn't been already tapped, right? Because everyone's done everything already. And they're saying it's not about originality. It's just that you haven't told it yet, right? So it doesn't really matter if your story or your message is the same like, let's say you want to get into food blogging, but you're like, oh, my gosh, this food blogging industry is so saturated. There are so many food bloggers out there. That's not the point. The point is that you haven't done it yet. And you're going to have, like you said, a, if you stay true to you, you're going to have a unique spin on it. You're going to have a different perspective. You're going to share different things. And it's that's what's important. It's you. You haven't done it yet. You haven't told that story yet. You haven't written that recipe yet or whatever it is. So it doesn't matter if other people have done it before. And I, I at least have gotten caught in this expire of being like I need to be original I need to do something different but no it's not about doing something different it's just about doing doing it from you as Steph reminds us it doesn't matter how many people are in the same industry as you it's about telling your own unique story that's how you'll find your community on social media So that was Lauren Toyota, Leah Lucas, and Steph Yu joining us on the podcast to share how you can grow your social following. We hope you found some of the tips in there informative, inspiring, and delicious. If you'd like to learn more, we've included some links in the show notes. And as always, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.